You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Mino Line Media presents the Olivia Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Olivia Fox Podcast. It is me. It is I, Olivia Fox. Thank you all so much for checking me out again for another episode. When I tell you I got you on this episode, y'all know we are about a (laughs) teaspoon away from summertime, about a half a step, about a fall back and a half from summertime. And so, of course, me being who I am and my guest being who he is, this is a great opportunity for us to come together, kiki, talk, and discuss fashion for the summer season. Joining me on the episode today is a gentleman I've known for a couple of decades. He has done so much in his short 30 years of life. (laughs) 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 He's a model, an actor. I didn't even know you used to work um, as an analyst and intelligence did not know that with my research. Also, he is an event producer, extraordinaire, award-winning. He's a fashion designer and just an all-around happening man. If you know fashion, you know my guest. Please welcome celebrity stylist, designer, Ian Williams. Good evening. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'll make sure my mama send you that check. (laughs) My best friend allowance. (laughs) How you been, honey? It's great. I've been great. It's so good to hear from you. It really is. I really appreciate you taking the time because I know how busy you are, where you are, what you're doing. But for those who have not, for whatever reason, been under rock and are not familiar with the Ian Williams <laughs> uh, brand, please tell everybody a little bit about you, your background, and where you are now. Well, uh, again, thanks for that. Um it's, it's, it's a myriad of different things. And each time I went to another direction, it was because I faced an obstacle and I overcame that obstacle and then I enjoyed the new space that I was in. So that's one lesson that I tell a lot of people that when you run up against the wall, look at what your options are. It's not the end of the world. You can always start over uh, and you can just build from that. So I started off in the industry as a model. Um, um, I enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of ex- uh, first african-american at this agency and that agency and you know on this net doing different things um for certain brands um uh, there was an international male uh underwear catalog uh, which would be the men's version of victoria's secret back in the 80s and i was one of the first uh men of color to model in that um and it just it just kept opening doors for me um i started doing fashion shows and started training uh, models at a leading model school I got upset with how the students were graduating without a real presentation, so I decided to produce their show. And then I fell in love with fashion show production. <laughs> and then I started having challenges with some designers. So I started my own design line. <laughs> so each time I run into an obstacle, it motivated me to do something else. And now I feel I have an outstanding team because I know how to do everyone's job. <laughs> and, and that is important. You know, for me, life is about the pivot. You have to learn to yeah. pivot because if you don't, 
if you run up against something, like you said, it's easy just to fall back and say, you know what, I'm done. But if you know the art of right. pivoting and rebranding and recreating yourself, you can always thrive in the industry, which I know is very, very important in fashion. Now, tell us about your new fashion, your two fashion lines. I know you've got Magnum underwear, and I want to make sure I'm yeah. saying this right, Ian. Cajor International, is that correct? Right, right. It's Cajor. So it's short for Corey and Jordan, who are my oldest two sons. So that's gave birth for the brand. And my third son is named Ryan. So we tell him the last R with him. We knew he was coming. So the last R is him. And we like to crack up over that. But Cordial International is, for me, it's always been about, uh, as you hear many designers say, oh, Hollywood glamour. And maybe because of our age, me being a 60s baby, that era just really, really appeals to me. Uh, so I take a lot of influences from that. Um, but because I don't sell one-of-a-kind evening gowns every day or wedding dresses or things like that, I needed to, as and a, a very smart businesswoman in Georgetown shared this information with me. She had a store, and I approached her, asking her about, you know, what she looked for new designers to have in her store. So she wanted to see my book, and she was telling me that she said, even if a customer comes in here and doesn't buy a dress, I have something to sell them. I sell them a postcard. I sell them pantyhose. She said pantyhose are my number one selling item. I said, really, pantyhose wow. <laughs> in July? <laughs> and she said, but the lesson was to have once the customer's in your face have something to sell. Um, so that gave birth of the Magnum underwear brand because, of course, everybody wears underwear. Right. <laughs> and I used the formula of using guys that really, really, really appeal to women because research told me that wives, girlfriends, and mothers were actual consumers of men's underwear. Not that they wore them, and some do, but they're buying it for their significant others. So I need to create an image that appeal to them, give them a fantasy. Uh, and it's been working. So we're super excited about the brand. That is awesome. You know, I've seen some of the men. Look, I've seen the men's, honey. <laughs> you know, and I'm an old bird, but honey, maybe a little snow on the top, but the furnace is still hot, okay? It's still burning. <laughs> but that's a whole nother thing, okay? Right, 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 right. You, right, have, right. you have styled Fantasia. You've done celebrities. What is it about you know, dealing with a celebrity because you know they have a certain level of professionalism, a certain look that they're looking for. What is the process in styling a celebrity or just an everyday person? So for each person, it was different. So uh, Fantasia was the very first. It got to the point, I didn't even meet Fantasia. I met her team. Uh, so I uh, had some clothes pulled aside. I designed a specific look for her because the direction that I wanted her to go in with my future wife, Beyonce. So I, <laughs> so um, she did like, you know, um, the feedback. She did like a lot of the things that I had, and she tried them on uh, and things like that. But she wanted to perform, and I wasn't designing dresses and gowns for performances other than the one I had in mind for her. Um, but when it comes to other people like Omarosa, she actually wore something during the show. Um, um, Tamar performed uh, in one of my latest designs at her concert. That was a huge, huge honor. She's worn two of my designs, one on my birthday, which was the most amazing gift ever to me. Uh, and then the other one was uh, recently when she did her last, I guess, our comeback, our comeback not comeback, but after pandemic uh, show. She did a special tribute to her sister, Tracy, who I've met, who, you know, just a beautiful, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. So it's exciting. Each person looks for something different. Um, 
it's a little, I would say her experience was probably one of my favorite because I'm actually at the show watching her perform and move the, you know, the garment all over. It was such a high. I bet. It really I bet was. to see your actual designs up on stage, just like right there. Now, let me ask you, because a right, good friend of yeah. mine asked me to ask you if they are the kind of person, she's very, very busy. She's going to this ball and this event and this gala and this opening. Do you offer the services where an everyday person can say, you know what, you know, I need an outfit. Um, do you have outfits, gowns that people can rent or is it kind of a buy thing or you make it? What's the process right. with that? She wanted me to ask you that. For me, right. So I'm, now I'm strictly made to order. Uh, I do sell runway samples. At one time when I first started out, I'm not saying that this is necessarily the process for people to go through, but when you first start as a designer, a designer my experience, because I'm self-taught, I grabbed every opportunity. I, I don't care if you were the butcher's wife or GS15 or the first lady. If you just wanted to even hold my garment, I would run across the country and, and, and give it to you. <laughs> so with that, it just came to that it was just exhausting. Uh, so I feel that now I'm at a point where if you love my brand and you want an original, uh, then you'll you'll subscribe to that because there are many labels. We have every major label here in Washington, D.C. So whatever designer you want, you can go somewhere and find it. Uh, and if you're willing to do that for those, I'm all about 202 Creates and, you know, Made in D.C. and all those great things. So we have an amazing, amazing eclectic group of talented designers. Uh, you'll support them just like you support home-baked cookies. You know? Exactly, exactly. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, if so, you're willing to pay for the quality, you know, that, and to me, absolutely. people, people, you know, be trying to, you know, well, I don't know that, if you want quality and you want something that looks fabulous, you got to pay for it. That's just the bottom line. Right. I just left an I just left an event and there are two people there with the same almost outfit on same brand same designer and i mean, that happens that happens even in hollywood whatever but if it's a special night for you that's just horrific <laughs> you know but for me it doesn't bother me it's like i'm gonna I'm I'm play in my mind who wore it better right <laughs> but you know but it's it and most time it's not gonna be identical but that happens a lot but when you want that special experience me as a designer um I've, I've loved fashion since a teenager, but I really, really, really fell in love with fashion on my wedding day. Uh, when I saw my bride in a wedding gown um, and I saw how her personality changed and how special it was for her that day, I wanted every woman to feel that when they wore one of my designs. So although I don't make just exclusively wedding dresses, matter of fact, it's only maybe 10 or 20% of my business, um, I do design gowns that make people feel special. And that buys a little bit of happiness. You know, I like that first day of school feeling. Yes. You know, where you, the next, I didn't want to go to school, but I couldn't wait to pull that outfit out. I laid it on the bed. Right. I ironed it. <laughs> I took jailhouse poses, you know. <laughs> And I was ready and just waiting for the first person to say, oh, I like, you know, your sneakers or your, your geranimals right. or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. that special feeling yeah. that you're like, I know, I know I'm shutting it down. It okay, is. I know I'm shutting it down. I'm, I can remember an experience in the eighth grade and I was in Memphis and they had just opened a new store and I'm going to call it Target. And I bought this burgundy V-neck velour sweater from Target. And you could, I was sitting on the bus like I was on a first class on the airplane. 
I just loved it. So I know that clothes can trans can give you confidence, can make you feel good, can elevate your mood. It just it just can. Or it can just make you comfortable. It doesn't have to be about fashion, it can be about comfort. Right. You know, you're gonna watch your favorite Netflix movie and you know, get in front of the TV and enjoy yourself. Exactly, exactly. Now, DC Fashion Week, let's talk about that because, you know, we have the history with that. February and September is the two times of year that you have the show. Tell uh, tell us a little bit about DC Fashion Week and where folks can go and see some of your previous previous shows. Because I'm telling you, y'all, I'm telling you, a lot of folks don't know, DC Fashion Week is the tea. Yeah, we're doing it. We're having, again, a Special shout out to my team. They're just an amazing group of people. Uh, they they help support my vision and they believe in it. Uh, our website is DC Fashion Week, and we're DC Fashion Week everything. Um, Instagram official DC Fashion Week. If you want to follow my crazy antics, I'm Mr. DC Fashion Week, uh, which is what I started first. But we're a nonprofit. We're one of the first major fashion weeks to establish ourselves as a nonprofit. Uh, and I knew there were a lot of designers, particularly designers of color, uh, women that did not have budgets. You know, and their proposals to spend six figures to do a fashion show. And of course, it's the fashion, you know, Mecca, which is New York. Uh, You know, of course, there are millions of people there. All the major companies and cosmetics and beauty brands have their headquarters there. All the top agencies are based there. So it's a it's a tough market, but it's a uh, it's an extremely expensive market. And there are a lot of people who just want to um, get their brand showcased at a local level and a national level, because that's where their client base is. And they can do that in D.C. But because of our powerful connections and alliances with all the embassies, we now have a super international presence. So just as many designers from overseas are anxious to come to D.C., the nation's capital, uh, to showcase in Fashion Week, we have a lot of homegrown talent and many national and international accolades. So it's, it's just a super, super group of talented people here from all aspects. And also it is worth mentioning that if you are a model and you've always wanted to 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 step out on faith and do that, this is also an, an incredible opportunity to begin modeling. If you've got what it takes, you can come out and audition, Absolutely. correct? Yes. Um, it's a great launching pad. We've had success with uh, many of our models being discovered at DC Fashion Week that have gone on to other larger prominent platforms. Um, there's Holly Entertainment Show where we won't find uh, a model that was featured in DC Fashion Week that's on this larger platform. This goes back from the days of Rip the Runway to Project Runway to America's Next Top Model, all those programs. Uh, we even had two of the winners uh, of both DC Fashion Week models. So uh, I look at commercials today and music videos, and we see all this model talent, and they're all from D.C., so we're just super excited, you know, and we're happy for everyone, and not only do they do well, they do exceedingly well, like, they're winning these competitions, uh, they're forming great alliances with major people, and so D.C. is a place of dreams, I mean, they, everyone thinks it's New York, and New York is, is wonderful with the other 25, 35 billion people there, but uh, right. D.C., is is powerful it's just great platforms like yours um that people can hear our voices and we can network and we're just more of a family it is you know we share it is ian williams is joining us today on the olivia fox podcast and we're talking about fashion now before we get into uh talking about summer trends because we are almost there I wanted to ask you about the fashion industry in general. Now, I've noticed that when I go to stores and I see billboards or watch commercials, things have really changed in terms of representation. Would you like to speak on that well, in terms of how 
um, the industry has really taken, a, a, to me, a complete turn because for a while, if you weren't 5'10", 5'11", and 125 pounds, blonde hair, and blue eye, you wouldn't get no love. But now we, we're right. seeing everything. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, right now, the, the industry realizes that it has to have uh, uh, in, inclusiveness. Uh, it has to be about diversity. Um, I like to think that the Black Lives Matters movement really woke a lot of people up because a lot of brands uh, did agree that things weren't being treated fairly just in our in our world, in our nation. And many people took um, that opportunity to show that they, they stand with, uh, with equal rights and treating people fairly, uh, regardless of their background, their religion, their faith, their creed. So it, I think it kind of gave birth uh, to that for the fashion industry. And now... Because so many people have gotten acclimated with diversity, it doesn't negatively affect sales. There used to be a time where if they put a model color on a magazine, the statistics were that magazine sold fewer units. Then there was a time where it came to a lot of fashion magazines. They stopped using models. They started using celebrities because they needed the celebrities. When they have a new project coming out, it was great advertising for them. More units would move, and everybody went all over. So they said, what's going to happen to the poor model? You know, and then now it's there's so many other platforms. So you have your magazines, you have television, um, you have, of course, social media, uh, you have blogs. There's just tons and tons. We're bombarded with thousands of um, ad advertisement every day. So there's lots of opportunities for everybody. So it's a great time to be a person of color in the fashion industry. There's never been as many opportunities as there are today. Never ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that goes with, I mean, we're celebrating goes an eighty one year old as well, right? Oh yes, yes, that's because it's a lot more people are some people want to stay away from the top brands, mainly because of price points. Because if everybody could, they would, they in my opinion. But for some, um, they want you can almost get a similar look or a similar feel uh, from another designer, or they'll get something that's totally fresh. If the world is so different. Who would have thought? Have you told me ten years ago? Martha Stewart would be on a swimsuit model on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I would have slapped you into laughing. Okay. <laughs> like, do not talk about Martha like that. <laughs> but it's just, it's a reality. So uh, it's great. It's just, it really is. So I'm, I'm super happy. I don't know her, but I'm, I'm super happy for her, you know. And it just shows that how different our world is. It's Martha you know? P for that spread, honey. She did that, and the styling team that put her together, I was like, okay, Miss Martha. She looked really, really yeah. good. She really did. She did. She did. She let's did. Talk about, 81. 80. Let's talk about summertime, fashion, the trends. Oh. In your opinion, where are we going this summer? Because people have been locked up, so now folks are feeling themselves like, okay, <laughs> we, we, we really outside. Where do you see the trends going for this season? Well, it's a combination of things. So first, we'll stick to the classics. You'll never go wrong with the linens, the the, the floral sundresses. I like I like I love the sandal and sundress, you know, combo. I think it's very very sexy, uh, very very feminine. Um, um, there's a lot more color being introduced, uh, particularly for men uh, in the summer, where they just pretty much went to the neutrals. You know, your blues and your your tans and your khakis and your browns, but now the, the the pastels and the patterns are just really really popping and you see everybody from a-list celebrities wearing them to people around the corner and then there you have a lot of retail brands if you go in and see that are fashion forward um they're they're showing the trends as well so it's all about fun, having fun 
for those who you know didn't let COVID put that thirty pounds on them, uh, they're gonna be wearing. They're gonna be showing a lot of skin, a lot of skin. Uh, there's a lot of love uh, for some of the seventies. You can see a lot of platform shoes, uh, both men and women. Uh, some of those things, a lot more natural hairstyles. You see that for the. They like to be fun and free in the summertime. But the biggest thing will be color. You'll never go wrong with color. Color and bold prints are gonna really. Um, make their mark in addition to what's always summer favorite Chris White mm. now when we start talking about accessories I remember at one time uh, they were saying the the big bags were in and then they kind of like you know brought them down a little bit what, what are we seeing in terms of accessories with jewelry with handbags what are we seeing or what will we see uh, well there's a there's a vast array there's just so uh, there's a plethora of everything so there's a, a strong bohemian a theme going on. You see a lot of people uh, showcasing that. Um, um, pearls are really, 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 and especially after the tribute to Carl Lagerfeld for the Met Gala. Uh, you see a lot more of that for both men and women. Um, um, of course, um, white gold is very popular. Yellow gold is making a comeback. You've seen it on shoes and bags, uh, where for a while we were just platinum and silver out. Uh, you're going to see a lot more gold, and it's, it's apparent in um, especially for some of the major designers like Versace and Gucci, they put a lot of brass uh, and gold in, uh, accents on a lot of their accessories. Of course, Balmain is uh, loving doing that as well. So the metallics are really hot. Hmm. And when with hair, I know you were saying the natural, and I just heard that your soon-to-be wife, Beyonce, is supposed to be coming <laughs> out with some type of beauty or hairline. So you said people are going more natural. Do you think that the, the, the lace fronts with the baby hair do you think that's going to last? Do you think that, will that ever go away? Well, it's, it's not a matter that it's going to last, but I do want it to go away. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, I, I will say for, you know, for some people it's not as bad, you know. But I'm just not a big fan of growing with baby hair. It's called baby hair for a reason. Right. Um, but, it's, you know, but, you know, some people can rock it. You know, I guess... I would t I wouldn't kick Beyonce out the bed if she came with baby hair, you know. <laughs> Old tour with her bad foot. Let me stop. <laughs> Thou shalt not commit adultery. Okay, no. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, I have a girlfriend that tolerates. That's my celebrity pass. So she has one, and I have one. So we're good on You're that. You're good on that. But um, yeah, we're good on that. We that's everyone knows. In order to get with me, you, I, that's my celebrity pass. To make it happen, and it's not—it's not so that she's you know so beautiful or anything like that. I just love her Sasha Fierce persona; it's just incredibly sexy. Now I know you have yeah. seen if you haven't gone to the concert already because I know there she's overseas now. But um, the outfits right. that you've been able to see—what what are your thoughts? Because I'm telling you that I don't know if you've seen it, but that one-piece tan sparkle with the hands, the black hands placed. Have you seen that outfit that Beyonce's been wearing? I haven't I haven't seen it yet, so because oh. I've been trying to avoid looking at it because I want I want to see it all new. Right. So whenever I see anything, if someone starts posting about the concert, you know, I I I, I move it away. So I'm not gonna be in the know on it because uh, uh, I want it to be fresh. When I tell you that outfit That's is possible. everything, your eyes <laughs> gonna pop out. Now, when is she coming to the Washington D.C. area? When is that? Um, I believe she's coming in August. I'm not 100% certain. Okay. There's so many back-to-back concerts. I believe she's coming in August. Okay. Now, let me ask but don't you. But don't quote me on that. Don't quote okay. me on that. Okay. Well, well, whatever it is, I know you're going to see it, so you're not. Right. I know, but I'm telling you, right. that outfit right there, because I've, I've seen a lot of different parts of the concert, but that outfit right there, I was like, Beyonce, you better go, girl. 
you better go ahead and right. go on with that. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Being the fashionado that you are, what are some things that you hate to see? We've already talked about the baby hair. But on men and but women, everything in between, what are some fashion don'ts that you're like, mm-mm, no ma'am? Well, okay, so I'll put this with a disclaimer. Now, I, I don't know everyone's situation, so sometimes people are their most comfortable in ill-fitting clothing. So for me, I don't <laughs> like seeing clothes. I mean, that's just that's just. I love the way you put is. that. I love the way you put that. Go ahead. <laughs> so that's the disclaimer. So the disclaimer is, if you need to be comfortable, then be comfortable. You know, if that's your statement in life, you don't care what it looks like, you comfort is what is a priority for you, then do just that. However, when it comes to, I feel that something should be fitted. So if you have a loose top, you have a fitted bottom. If you have um, a loose bottom, it should be a fitted top. I just think that it should show some type of structure. Um, I think it should be flattering because it doesn't matter what type of uh, shape you have. There is something for everyone that is flattering. Uh, and once you find it, buy a hundred of them. Right? Right. <laughs> so go with that. So I think when you, and not, I'm not saying, I'm not putting this emphasis on looks or just looks. I'm putting an emphasis on emotional and mental health. When you look good, you generally feel good. And you feel good about yourself. And you have co- more confidence. And I don't care if that confidence is, you wake up in the morning and the kids say, oh, mommy, your bathroom is so pretty. You go down and make the best bowl of cornflakes you have ever met, met in your life <laughs> for, your, for your kids, you know, because... Now you're feeling good, you know, in your frumpy house, you know, our house robe. So, um, yes, I hate seeing that. Um, that's my biggest thing. Uh, of course, I hate seeing any grown man with pants sagging. Yeah. I just, I just, it's, it's, that's a, that's a, a, a big, big, big peeve of mine. Um, I, um, I believe when it comes to clothing, there are certain clothing that are age appropriate. And when I say age appropriate, not in terms of just the number that you've been here on, you know, this good earth. It's just how you carry it. So, yes, you can be 81, be on a swimsuit cover as Martha Stewart and living your best life. Or you can be 81 in a swimsuit and I'm now not going to eat my breakfast, you know, or lunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. No, keep it real. I'm just leaving happy hour, though. But, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but, but, but what I mean by that is take the opportunity to present yourself in the best light to the world because you don't know what type of influence you're going to have. You can be at the bus stop and say some encouraging words and influence somebody for the rest of their life. You could be standing in line, you know, at the grocery store and you share some nuggets and people, regardless of what you think, they make an impression when they first see you. And part of what they first see you is your attire. You can go into a dealership dressed one way and it doesn't matter how good your credit score is, until they see it, they're going to treat you a certain way. Or you can go in another way, don't credit score could be in the 200s. <laughs> and you look like a million bucks. You're just going to get um, more respect because you took the time to be presentable. And there's a reason why we dress up for interviews and we dress up for first dates and second dates and, and why we look at taking selfies two or three times so we get the right one because we want to make a good impression. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you know what? When I see people out sometimes, and, I, and I'm not judging because I don't be looking my best all the time. But I'm talking about when you go out to an event where you know people are going to be dressed, put some effort into it. I think what happens a lot of times, people get overwhelmed 
Um, and so, you know, when you're trying, especially for women, because we have so much, and, and I probably shouldn't even say for women because everything is so fluid now, but it just seems like people get overwhelmed and it's just either too much going on or not enough going on. A person right now getting ready for a special event, they already know where they want to go. What is the process for you being a celebrity stylist and trying to get yourself together and getting ready to go out? Like, do you first think, okay, let me do shoes and handbag and work the outfit around that? Or do you do outfit, then come with the accessories? What What do you think it to, to help somebody? And this goes for men and women. For me, for me, I think you have to start with the basics. So the basics are what you're actually wearing. Because you can wear the same outfit. You can wear a suit with tennis shoes, if that's your flow, or with a dress shoe or a boot, or just it just depends. Uh, and each, each of those accessories can change that whole entire look. Um, I have a suit on now, but... Um, I've worn it before, but I wore it with a dress shirt and a bow tie. This time, I don't have a shirt on at all. I have on burls. You know? right. So it just depends on the event that I'm going to. Uh, but first, I picked the outfit. Um, and even before the prequel to my first is, I want to know if there's a theme. I love a theme. I don't care if it's 60s, wear all red, you know, act like you in sixth grade and you got your Easter outfit from Iris and Mall. I don't care what it is, but give me a thing and I am there. I wore a kilt for the first time for an event. It was an event called Dress to the Kilt and it was honoring. I learned a lot of history about Scotland. I was hoping to meet Sean Connery because he comes often to the events. Uh, but they had a lot of celebrity, uh, impressive people, some Navy SEALs, some women who have crossed the, the ocean in the shortest amount of time, or the youngest person to climb, uh, climb Mount Everest. I mean, it was just some amazing stuff. Um, but I was really, I had some anxiety about wearing this kilt. Like, you know, I don't want to have cultural appropriation, and, you know, I don't want it to look like a dress, and all those things. So, but it was so freeing. I'm like, though, this way women wear a skirt. It was just so liberating to to uh be walking around like that with just you know the air. So it was it was a, it ended up being a cool night. <laughs> did you get a lot of crazy looks from people looking at you like, why is this black man? I in did kill? not. So here, what I picked, what I did was I picked a uh, black and white kilt, so it wasn't really associated with any type of um, origin per se. Um, and um, I did with like, well, the kilt was black, I'm sorry. And then the socks were black and white um, uh, about Tom. And um, it was different because I was in an event that I didn't know very many people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people came up and said, wanted to take my picture. Now I'm used to that events that I produce or things I've been invited to where at least a portion of the audience, especially if it's a fashion audience, is gonna know about it. But this is a little different. Uh, this was more of a cultural event, and it was celebrating uh, the kilt anniversary. So it was related to fashion, but not related to fashion. So it was un it was a different feeling to have people still want to take pictures because they like the outfit. Right. Yeah. So that was that was that was that was very it was it was honoring. Wow. Well, we know that. It, well, I know every time you go out, you know it's gonna be okay. <laughs> there's Ian. Okay. Okay. How do you go about getting on all the 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 top events? Do people come to you? Is it something you research? Is it the circle of fashion that's so tight that people will just tell? How, how does that work for a person of your stature? Well, 
<laughs> well, I feel very fortunate because, as they say, one moment you can be in and the next moment you can be out. <laughs> so, uh, but because a lot of it is the the fashion community is a close knit family, um, and they do, and we share a lot of the same resources. We work with a lot of the same model talent, stylists, photographers, and things like that. So it's kind of like that word of mouth, uh, and then people kind of pick. Uh, which designer, which event they want to go to. So that's one part. So part of it is because of my position in fashion uh, and where I go. Another part is because I have a significant um, social media following and they want, I I give coverage. So either I'm going to cover the red carpet or I'm going to um, discuss a topic that is, you know, uh, close to my heart, whether it be a fair wage for uh, international women who are making products, fair trade, an ethical um, um, clothing manufacturing um, to um, recycling, right. you know, re, you know, recycling uh, fabric and giving young designers who don't have uh, the economics to go to these uh, top fashion mills and get fabric, and they can repurpose it uh, and do some amazing things. And it, of course, it helps with the environment as well. You know, I never even thought about that, but that's all a part of it. Well, <laughs> I never even thought about that. All a part of it. Wow. Oh yeah, they they yeah they if because if they invite if you invite ten people who all have significant followings and they know significant people in your same industry and you invite them to your event and they post then you're getting crazy coverage you know uh, and you know and then they know each other so then they you know it's it's good to see a familiar face uh, when you go somewhere because I mean I get a lot of requests fortunately you know to do podcasts and. You know, it's only 24 hours in a day. But when I saw Olivia Fox, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I said, you know what? But I got, I said, I got this, I got this, I got that. And even, and I'm telling the the publication event that I'm at tonight. I said, well, I'm gonna come to the party. I know I'm gonna come because I'm in the magazine, so I have to go. So I'm gonna come. I wanted to go, of course. I go, but I have to duck out. I have to find a quiet space. So when I go in the hotel, I'm looking, trying to find where my my, my getaway gonna be. <laughs> so I go, I go to the downstairs bathroom. Far away on the other end of the lobby, and I go test it one, two, three, and I just heard the echo. I like, said, "This mm-hmm. is not gonna work." <laughs> <laughs> not at work. And then I walk past a little bit more, and then the automatic toilet flush. I said, "This is definitely it's not, not gonna, gonna work." work. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I appreciate my you car. so much, Ian, for ducking out. Now, for those who you know may be looking forward to the different festivities that are coming, vacation time during the summer. What is your last oh, yeah. piece of advice for someone in terms of fashion and moving forward with with themselves, with their look, with their self-esteem? Any closing thoughts? Well, I would say, so plan your day out. So, I mean, of course, you're going to do the normal tourist things. DC has a lot to offer in terms of what to see uh, and things like that. But plan your day out. Say, what outfit would be best for me to wear if I'm going to walk, you know, on the Capitol grounds? What outfit is going to be good for me to wear? Can I transition if we're going to go to a happy hour or we're going to go uh, visit one of the rooftops? Or do we want to eat in the hotel lobby? And do we want to feel dressed up? Because, again, it's, there's nothing wrong with changing clothes two or three times. And with D.C.'s wonderful summer heat, right. <laughs> you may have to do that anyway. Right. <laughs> so, of course, um, um, I like uh, clothing with, like, children, so I'm going to get some of your favorite pieces. So, you know, take some of your favorite things that make you feel good, that you feel good in, you have an experience. Um, when I travel, I like to buy something from that city. It could be something I already have, 
uh, maybe I pick a different color because when I have, it's going to remind me of that experience where I was in New York or I was in Mississippi or I was in Texas or I was in, you know, Dublin. You know, it's, it's, uh, you're going to have that memory. I don't care if it's a hat, a glove, some socks. Like, why you want to buy some socks? <laughs> well, these socks, I got an instable turkey. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> so I remember that and you smile. You smile because it's, 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 it's like memorabilia. So your, your clothes can do that. That's beautiful. You know, so I never do even that. thought so, about that because for me, when I was traveling a lot, I was doing the keychains and the shot glasses. But my thing was always right. seasonings, you know. But now that I've gotten a little right. bit okay. older now, I'm like, you know what? If I find something that fits me and is the color that I love, I will buy two or three of them just because I know Grab how hard them. it is to find stuff that you really, really love that you feel good in. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And you can, um, I, I like for people to play the mental game of taking a shirt and seeing how many ways you can style that shirt. Mm-hmm. No, would, can you go to work and then transform that outfit to happy hour to a date? And what would that involve to have you go home and change? You know, and um, how can you how can you dress this up or dress this down? And then, of course, people think they have to pull everything together mix and match it you know you can take a skirt from this and a blazer from that and a shirt from this and then switch the skirt out with some jeans some different shoes and you know all about um diversing your diversifying your wardrobe because so many people are afraid of taking an outfit posting it on instagram and then the outfit has died we need to have a bereavement period of time because they can't wear it for another two or three years because they friends, the same friends that was at the party with their red right. on Instagram. And so now they can't wear it again. So Instagram is making people go broke. You know? so. That's crazy. But I know there are people out there like that. I can only wear something one time. I can't wear it again. Well, well, I'm not one of them. Neither am I. Look. <laughs> I'm going to get the use out of mine. Right. right. Especially if you put some coins on it, baby. We got to, we got to work exactly. that. We got to work that. Well, so what I tell people, another fashion I definitely want to share with people is that, so I invest in the major items. I invest in shoes, I invest in belts, I invest in accessories, whether it be a man bag or or I had those things that can stay around for years. They can go with multiple outfits. So I, I make sure it's about quality, uh, not necessarily brand, but it tends to be that the better brands have better quality, they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll get that. But that part I invest in, if it's something trendy, and you just don't know if it's going to be a hot thing next summer, then I that's a, a on-sale item or a fast fashion. There's some of the places that offer these high-end looks like an H&M or a Zara or even a Forever 21 um, that offers a, a copy of something that's more high-end, but you can still get in with the tree. You can always dress for less uh, by going to some of these stores. And, of course, uh, the discount major chains like your Raw, you know, you can go in there and just rack up. But you have to go to different areas yep. because you have to figure out that we're in because they ship different things to different areas uh, based on the neighborhood uh, per se. You know what I mean? And let me tell you one piece of advice that I've got. Gary with the T, who's on Ricky Smiley show, um, I would oh, yeah. go down to Dallas and see him. And he was the first person to really put me on to the consignment stores and, and the thrift stores. Oh, yeah. But the key was to go to the higher end neighborhoods. Because, again, when you're dealing with folks who have money, you know, a lot of them be like, well, I wore this one time, so I'm going to go ahead and give it to the consignment store. And, honey, when I tell you we racked up, we racked up. So, for me, (laughs) that's the key to going to some of these consignment stores and some of these thrift stores is to go to the higher-end neighborhoods and find them. Because you'll find some really, really good finds 
and not have to pay, you know, that, that large price tag. When I first started as a designer, I went and got my accessories and I would go to consignment shops to get the shoes because often uh, the models might not have the shoes that I would want and designers are really responsible for the complete look and I wasn't designing shoes and I would go and there was a thrift store in Georgetown that I would buy like, I would get these shoes. Really? I'm talking about top end. They're gone now, but they broke my heart. I used to get the shoes and the little purses and all that. And and other designers would look at me like, oh my God, you gonna let models walk in red bottoms? And I got these red bottoms at the thrift right. store. You know? <laughs> and they were cleaned up though, but that's what I started for. You know, now I, you know, I can I can afford to do a little bit more. But when I first started out, that was definitely uh, uh, a good place. I tell college students they want to keep up with the trends and not stress mama and daddy out because they're already paying for college. Uh, you find you a good thrift store, uh, wash it when you get home because you don't know what other people did. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and style it, you know, style it. And you'll, be, you'll be amazed. Indeed, indeed. How can people get in touch with Ian Williams, whether it be with your, your two lines or with uh, DC Fashion Week, maybe if they were looking for a high-end stylist, how can folks get in contact with Ian Williams? Well, on Instagram, I'm Mr. DC Fashion Week. Uh, our website is dcfashionweek.org. We're a nonprofit. Uh, on that website, you'll see a host of vendors, uh, designers for like the past couple of years. So it's not necessarily that you have to support my brand, which of course would be great. Uh, but there are many, many, many other designers that we work with, uh, both here and abroad, and they're listed on our website. We also have a YouTube channel, so you can see some of the videos that we've done from our, from our uh, previous uh, collections. We also do other special events, whether it be for the National Chapter for the Deltas or H Street Festival, or these other events. Uh, we have a, a Washington White Party event, which is coming up next month uh, to celebrate, you know, music, African-American Music Month, Pride Month, Cancer Season, the whole nine yards. So come it's out and be at the something. mansion. Always thought there was something fun. You know, that's what we love about D.C. D.C. always has something popping. Yes, it does. And I have my entire family coming up for my family reunion Memorial Day week. Oh, and so yeah, I just found out that oh, Black Friday is the same week. And I was like, oh, it's about to be on. So we got a St. Louis oh, yeah. invasion <laughs> coming to the to the nation's capital. So I'm looking forward to it. Ian, thank you so much for taking the time, baby. I really, really appreciate it. You have given out some great information. And I hope that everyone thank that's listening me. will be able to, you know, take some of your advice and kind of fall back a little bit. Because sometimes when you're getting ready for an event, it's you can be very anxious. It can bring a lot of anxiety because, you know, everything, like you said, is first impression. <laughs> so you want to, you know, look yes. good. So sometimes it can be, it can be a little hectic when you're getting ready. So I'm hoping that the information that you've given out uh, will help folks that are listening that are getting ready to get their summer their summer festivities on. Absolutely, the last thing they should do before they walk out the door is take their home selfie. Make sure they find their perfect lighting in their bathroom and the mirror and take that stuff. I don't care if you have to stand in the shower and then you know how you're gonna feel when you go out the rest of the year. You know, I heard that that if you pose <laughs> before you go out. So you can get your pose where you know what is your best angle. So when you go out there and you, you take go. a picture, you know every picture you come out picture perfect. Great advice. Absolutely. Great advice. Yes. <laughs> and I appreciate you, baby. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. And I wish you continued success. And you guys, if you want to, reach out to well. Ian because he's he's got tons of information, decades of experience, and he's a really nice guy. So thank you so much. Thank you, sir. That's going to do it for the Olivia Fox podcast. We appreciate y'all. Remember, tell a friend to tell a friend to check out your girl and find us 
everywhere you find your favorite podcast. We'll talk again soon. The Olivia Fox Podcast is produced and hosted by Olivia Fox. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Olivia Fox Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, comment, and rate. Follow Olivia Fox on IG at Olivia Fox Radio. Follow the Mean O-Line Media Podcast Network at Mean O-Line Media. Get the Mean O-Line Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The Olivia Fox Podcast is a Mean O-Line Media production. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.